I, um, my name is Tara Pilling, and um, it is so nice to be here with you all, especially during these times of safe social distancing. Um, I want to welcome you to Wellbeing Wednesday Storytime. Now, I want to thank Shauna McRae, the mastermind behind storytelling for from Balanced Wellbeing Center here in the Okanagan. Because I know that I'm, there's some people that are maybe watching that aren't here from the Okanagan. And I just want to thank you for inviting me back again. And uh, I, you know, I just want to say that the first time I shared with Balanced Wellbeing was the first time that I had ever publicly shared my story. And man, oh man, was it, uh, was it hard and took me to a place of vulnerability, but it was super liberating. So thank you, Shauna, for giving me the, the little nudge to do that. And shortly after this, I just wanted to share that I was invited to write, to be a part of a best-selling book a compilation called Ignite You. And I was in what's called Ignite Your Female Leadership, and that became a bestseller right away. So that I ended up sharing my story through that compilation series. And I'm actually just in the process now of uh, publishing another book through them called Ignite Your Changemaker. So Shauna, whether you're aware of it or not, you kind of started that through the storytelling. So thank you, Shauna, and thank you to this community. And it's interesting because we're all here, you know, we're social isolating. I have my whole family around me, <laughs> the pets and everyone. So I'm just going to go into this and share with all of you. And my hope is that through my story and through my share, leadership in uncertain times, because that's where the topic I picked was leadership in uncertain times, that you as the audience will be inspired. And um, we all have experienced, we have all experienced moments in our life where we felt like the world was crashing down around us. And this might be right now the moment that you're experiencing. And I want, you know, that maybe you can see, sorry, there's my cat hopping around, that you will see that you can show up as a leader too, even in times of uncertainty. So my story comes from my heart. It's my truth and what I've learned through study and mentorship around leadership in times of uncertainty and crisis. And I, first of all, just want to say that I'm not asking you to believe anything um, that I have to say. Please question everything. I'm just sharing from my experience, from my education, from my learning. And if what I share aligns with you and feels good, then that's great. And if it doesn't, just file it. So that's great. So my story and why I chose this topic, leadership during um, uncertain times. Well, presently, we're all experiencing uncertainty. Uh, we really have no control. We are being asked to isolate. We are safe social distancing. And this can be extremely stressful for many people out there. And maybe that's you. And uh, I guess the, the good news is you're not alone because many people are experiencing this. We're all in this together. So we've had to close up shop. Um, many businesses are not even open or if they are open, they're operating in a different capacity. And the current global epidemic, I mean, it's affecting everyone. And I'm in, country, I'm in many countries, usually in a day, I'm in at least a couple countries. And I can tell you that they're in the same boat. Some countries are a lot worse off than we are. So the majority of us living on this planet um, right now have never experienced a crisis of this magnitude. And many people are feeling confused. They're, we're feeling afraid. There's um, lost, alone, 
and we're looking for answers. And unfortunately, there really are no clear answers at this time. I mean, these are uncertain times. So I believe at this time, now more than ever, we really have to learn to lead ourselves. If we don't, we're not going to do well. Now, I have learned so much about leadership. And although I'm not claiming to be an expert, I have spent a significant amount of time in study and personal experience really developing myself as a leader. So I want you to think about leadership. You know, I want you to think about the best person that you have ever worked with. How did that person make you feel? And if you're watching this live, uh, you can put that in the comment box. If you're here with me on the, the Zoom, you can put that in the comment box. Like, how did that person make you feel? What were some of the attributes that that person had? And I'm sure that these, these people weren't yelling at you. You know, they weren't reacting. So how did they make you feel? And how did they impact your life and your results? So when I share around leadership, I want to be clear that leaders, first of all, they don't have to be a household name and they don't have to have a title. Everyone truly is a leader in some capacity in their life. So you are a leader in some capacity. And whether you can lead yourself and you're a good leader or not is another story. So what I do know for sure is that learning how to be a more effective leader is within everyone's grasp. I can always be a better leader. So you see being a real leader, it really has nothing to do with the things that many people associate with leadership, which is fame and ego. Real leadership, which I've learned so much about, has so much more to do with courage and confidence. It has to do with being willing to lean in when things get uncomfortable. Leaders are inspired to help others. And this inspires others to help others. And leaders leave everyone they meet better off than they found them. So I want you to just go within and ask yourself, is this how you're showing up during this time of crisis and uncertainty? Now, maybe you can think of someone who you admire again, and you think of their ability to lead. What attributes do they have? How do they show up? What kind of results are they getting in their life? Now, real leaders, they live from the inside out. They don't let what's going on outside of them dictate how they feel and how they think and how they act. They are committed to creating something that is bigger than themselves and they are in control of themselves. So history has taught us really so much about leadership. And I was thinking about leadership all day. I've been thinking about it for the last couple of weeks and um, you know, real leaders. So these people, they make a huge impact. They've made a huge impact on our planet. And we've had so many incredible leaders on this planet. And I personally love studying their autobiographies. So, you know, some of the leaders I was thinking of when I was thinking of, you know, sharing this with you was like Mahatma Gandhi or Nelson Mandela, um, Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, Anne Frank, Rosa Parks, Mother Teresa. You know, and these leaders, they inspire me. And maybe they inspire you. Maybe you have. Um, maybe there's someone around you or someone from history that, you know, really showed up as a real leader and inspired you. And 
we can learn so much from these leaders, especially at this time. So if you feel you know, inspired, um, I would recommend studying some of the autobiographies of these leaders because it will inspire you and it will help you think about how you're showing up because there's some similar traits with these leaders. And um, yeah, I mean, this time of study, this time of going inside, there's no better time than right now. So now I'm going to go back to a little bit about me. Many years ago now, I started diving into leadership with Tony Robbins. Uh, some of you know him as Anthony Robbins and Bob Proctor. And today I teach and mentor with the world leader in human potential, and that's Bob Proctor. So I feel confident in sharing with you today some of the stuff that I've learned. And um, I want you to consider yourself a good leader. I want you to get better at it. And this is the great news. The great news is we can always do better and we all can be an effective leader. For me personally, this starts at my home. Like this starts at home, right? And from here, it moves out into my clients and into my community. So effective leaders, I mean, they're rare. And therefore, they're also in constant demand. So I believe today more than ever, we are looking for these leaders. So, you know, in learning so much about leadership and real leaders, real leadership, it has taken me many, many years to feel confident in my ability to lead, but th this does not need to be the case with you. So if you don't feel that you're showing up the way that you need to, or as the leader that your family or your workplace or your community needs, the great news is, is that you can shift that quite quickly. You don't have to spend as much time as me in developing that. So um, I want to help you cut this process short so that you can see that you have the ability to lead no matter what your, circum your present circumstances are at present. So this is my request today is that you make a commitment in some capacity that you want to be a better leader. And I ask this of you because now more than ever, we need you. Your family needs you, your workplace needs you, and the world needs you at large. So put in the chat box maybe a yes if you're committed, and if you're watching online, you could put a yes. Yay, I see some yeses. Okay, so this is how my story goes. And because Shauna, of course, this is like our storytelling, I'm just gonna weave in my story into leadership here. So I first had to become an excellent follower to become a really good leader. And even today, I study every day. Every single day, I study. And I have a whole new skill set, which really gives me the ability to show up. I always say I own my mind, which means I know how to lead myself. Now, have you ever noticed how real leaders are leading from a calm and clear mind? How they lead from their heart? Um, this is the kind of leadership that I'm talking about. This is real leadership. So I want you to know that there's a difference, you know, between, you know, there's really, there's actually really no difference between Mahatma Gandhi or Nelson Mandela or between me or between you. The only difference is maybe you just don't know how. And maybe like me and most people on this planet, you weren't given the skill set. Maybe you don't have this, the knowledge and the study to know how. And this is okay because now, now is a great time. There is no better time than right now 
to do the necessary inner work. It's kind of like Mother Earth has sent us to our room, so now we have an opportunity to go, okay, it's time for me to get myself aligned with the laws that govern me and so that I can show up the way that I need to and the way I know I can. So I thought it would be, would be best to share my story from the present and then take you back to what that looked like before. Now today, as shared, I work with the world leader in human potential, Bob Proctor. And Bob has taught me so much. And you might know Bob from The Secret. Now Bob is 87 years young. <laughs> He's like the, the healthiest 87-year-old you'd ever meet. He studies every day and he says he can always do better. And he is such an incredible leader. And it always like inspires me when he says that he can do better. So I teach and mentor clients all over the world. And I now can help a lot of people. And that's what I love to do. My passion is helping people. So a little bit about me. I have a plethora of experience. I spent many years studying and working with practitioners in energy and vibrational medicine. And as a practitioner, body talk, specialized kines, Chinese medicine, access, EMF, emotional stress release, et cetera, right? So Ayurveda, I studied Ayurveda coaching for 15 years. And then I started, um, you know, I've been a yoga and meditation teacher since 2003. I studied and dove into Buddhist practices like Vipassana with my teacher, Michael Stone, for many years. And then I started diving into personal development. And, uh, you know, then, like I shared, I became a best-selling author. I'm publishing my second book, and I'm publishing another book with one of my uh, partners through the work I do with Bob. So, you know, this is where I am operating right now. Now, first of all, I've spent many years working on me. And I want to tell you, again, that you don't need to do this. This was my path. And now, looking back, it could have been much easier. So I just didn't I just didn't have the knowledge or the mentorship at that time. And everything's perfect and everything's perfect the way it is right now. I mean, we're always being guided and supported. So, um, you know, I just made a decision uh, to dive into self-development. I studied with Robin Sharma as well. I did this whole Titan program. You might know Robin. He's an incredible Canadian self-development guru. He wrote the book, you know, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Um, I, you know, studied with Tony Robbins, as mentioned, Master University in Leadership, where I did do leadership with Tony as well. And I'm a certified consultant working really closely with Bob Proctor. And I'm actually considered one of his top 10 leaders right now. So that's a, I mean, for me, that's just a really huge win because I've worked really hard to get there. Now, remember, this is where I am now. <laughs> this wasn't where I was before. So. I have learned just incredible skills around leadership as a business owner, as a coach, as a consultant, as a practitioner, as a mother, as a partner. And because of this, I've created a huge amount of success in my life, even with the finances. We've got Shauna here. <laughs> so most importantly, um, what's changed? Well, I'm in charge of me and the results I get. I have control over my mind and how I feel and where I choose to put my focus. My body and mind are aligned and thriving, and I'm helping people all over the world, teaching and mentoring people in mindset success coaching. I teach people how to lead themselves and create the results that they want. 
And a huge win is that my husband became a client, um, you know, over a year ago. And in a time where we've already been in economic crisis, my husband doubled his business. And my son at Christmas came to me and said, Mom, I want to study with you and Bob. So I went to Bob and Bob said, great, bring him on board. So this has been incredible for me. And I have so many incredible stories from success stories and powerful stories from clients. But this is where I am currently. So now I share this, not to impress you, but I share this to impress upon you. Because if I can do it, you can do it. And there is really, again, no better time than the present time. Now, first of all, I believe I'm a leader and therefore I can believe myself and others. Believe. I have belief. The second, I'm still on this path. I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm getting better every day. And again, Bob would say he's getting better every day and he's 87. So this is the great news. We all can do better and we can become real leaders, real leaders. So I'm so happy and grateful for the study and mentorship that I receive and that I can share this with the people around me. Now, where I am today is nowhere close to where I was a year ago, and it's nowhere close to where I was in my little life and in my young adult life. So I'm going to take you back now, okay? So most of my childhood was a mess. It was filled with overwhelm, grief, hurt, loss, fear, and uncertainty. Uncertainty. I grew up in an alcoholic home life. Both my parents struggled with addiction and mental illness. And at times, our household was extremely violent. My parents often left me alone with my three younger siblings. And when I was only five years old, this started happening on a regular basis. I can't even imagine looking back now that I have my own kids, because my youngest brother was a baby. So unfortunately, at the time, um, the old man next door saw this as an opportunity to abuse me in exchange for feeding us kids and giving us candy. Now, the abuse started when I was about four um, or five, and it continued for many years. Now, I remember from a young age, because of everything that was going on me, uh, feeling extremely confused, a lot of pressure. Being the oldest of four, I really started to take on too much and felt an overly response for my sibling, responsibility for my siblings and for my parents. So I took a, some extremely... I took on some extremely heavy beliefs and um, responsibility that really I shouldn't have. And I, I really never felt good enough. And, I, and this was just something that stayed with me for a very long time. And maybe in some way you can relate with your own story because I believe everybody has a story. So my home life was a mess. My parents were constantly drunk and beating the crap out of each other. I was constantly getting in the middle trying to stop them. And I was around eight years of age when my mom packed us kids up and she left my dad after another crazy night of drinking and fighting. Now, unfortunately, my mom's patterns and behaviors continued as she attracted dysfunctional and abusive men into her life. And uh, these, these, unfortunately, these men, they hurt her and they hurt us kids. And this continued for years. So. I had to be a leader in my family since I was little. My mom counted on me a lot, and she would, um, she would have said that she actually counted on me way too much. 
she did she did the best with what she can and that's just that reminder for all of us that the people around us they're doing the best that they can with what they have and she struggled with addiction she struggled with mental illness i mean it was just part of her programming sorry of my dog <laughs> okay so as a child I didn't really know how to lead. I mean, children don't know how to lead. They kind of look up to the people around them to lead them and to be mentors. And uh, I'm just gonna move my puppy. Here, Lily, go, you're being very loud. There we go. So I was, you know, I was, as a child, I was looking to the people around me, but I didn't have that. And so I just did what the five-year-old version of me um, felt I had to do. And I was really operating out of a fight or flight response. This is a survival mode. And life was just crazy. I mean, this was my life. And because of this, there was an incredible amount of stress. And this, you know, later created a lot more conflict, you know, between my siblings and between my mom and between I as I grew up. And still to this, still to this day, this harm is still there and it it's never been right between my siblings and um, you know just being put in a position to parent instead of just being a kid was a really heavy burden and years went by and the struggle was real and the struggle continued now fast forward to my graduation now i've graduated okay so this is going forward i've graduated it's a miracle looking back most of my energy was the dysfunction and chaos so it makes it very difficult for any child to learn in this situation however I graduated and I worked really hard to do it and neither of my parents graduated by the way so I made it my personal goal that I was going to graduate and you know I did a paper in university in psychology and I had to get my parents because they were the closest people to me to share a little bit about me. And they said that I was very stubborn and determined and thank God, because it's kind of what got me to um, where I am even today. But fortunately it shifted, it, you know, it shifted into persistence. And um, so I did graduate. And once I graduated, my best friend and her family, who I became really close with, they attended my graduation and they asked me to move to Kelowna, BC. And I instantly said, yes, this was a chance of a lifetime for someone like me, because I considered myself very different, you know, being, you know, just the family life I had um, to make something of my life. So I jumped at the chance. Now, I later went to college in Kelowna while living with um, my friend and her family and, you know, super grateful to them. They, you know, really gave me that opportunity and they supported me and they believed in me. I studied hard, I graduated, and I started working right away in physical and occupational therapy as an assistant at the hospital. It was my dream job. And it was my dream job because I always felt safest in the hospital. There was a couple episodes when I was younger, and I ended up in the hospital because of those episodes at home. And I remember feeling so safe in the hospital. So this was always my dream job. Not only that, it was a really great um, wage. and it was union. So I was like, wow, I won the jackpot. This is the best. So I was making, yeah, just, I was making great money. And not only that, I was helping people. And since I was really little, all I wanted to do was help people. 
So around this time, I also met up with my life partner and or with what I, who I thought was my life partner and my future husband. And in a short time, we moved in together and bought our dream home. And here I am, I'm in my 20s. How can life get any better? You know, pinch me. Oh my God, this is a girl who grew up on welfare and chaos and, you know, craziness. And this is my life right now. Now, a short time after I bought um, the home with my partner on the eve of New Year's Eve, on the eve of New Year's in 1995, and at this time, I'm 21 years old, I have just returned with my boyfriend to our home and we walk in and the phone is ringing and I answer it and it's my dad. And he says in a blunt way, Terry, your mom is dead. She died in a house fire tonight. And so we're even still sharing with such an emotional, impacting moment for me. Now, my reaction was that my dad was lying. I mean, my, my mom had left my dad. My dad was a severe alcoholic. And, you know, I just really didn't have much faith in him. And I thought he was lying. But only moments after that, while I'm holding the phone, the doorbell rings and my boyfriend answers it. And there are two police officers standing there. And I knew it was true. My heart in that moment it broke into a million tiny pieces all over the floor. And I still can go back to that moment like it just happened. Right there, there I am. I just spoke to my mom only days before on the phone. And I recall our phone conversation. My mom was drunk. She had relapsed. My mom had been clean for a few years at this point. And... I was upset at her and I did what she had programmed us kids to do, which is when our dad had called and he was drunk to say, you're drunk, call me tomorrow or when you're sober. So this was the last conversation I had with my mom. I told her to call me back. Now, I never got that chance to talk to her because here I am getting this phone call that she is now gone. And um, she's dead. I remember thinking, just even in that moment, I remember thinking, this is all my fault. You know, she needed me and I let her down. And I went right back to just that young little girl, feeling completely just torn into pieces. Now, in a short time, after dealing with mom's affairs and her funeral, because I was the oldest, so this was my responsibility, I moved my brothers um, in with my boyfriend and I. I went to Saskatchewan, of course, where her funeral was, and, and moved my brothers back, moved my brothers to live with me in BC. Now, this was the hardest time in my life on every level. And I Never could have thought things could have got harder, but it was. Perhaps it was my tipping point because the next few years were filled with the most overwhelming grief, guilt, shame, and disease because cancer decided to enter my body as well at this time. Now, there was a point shortly after even where I almost took my life. My brother, Richard, perhaps sensing that I wasn't doing very well, he came into my room and he said, Tara, Nathan, and I need you. He saved my life. How could I even consider that? Now, 
looking back, I definitely wasn't able to lead at that time. I was in full-blown survival mode. How could I lead when I didn't even want to live anymore? I was back in the fight-or-flight response, the young child of five. It was just, it was just a complete devastation. It was a mess. And then something happened shortly after that time that really changed everything for me. I was driving on the highway, like any other day, just trying to get through the day. And all of a sudden, I heard a voice very clearly say, you're killing yourself. It's not your fault. So I pulled my vehicle over and I started to bawl. I was sick. I was hiding. I was sick. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to lead myself. I didn't know how to help my brothers and my sister. But in that moment, it was very clear that I was doing this to myself. That I was the problem and I was the solution. And that I couldn't do this to my brothers and my sisters. They'd been, my sister, they'd been to too much. So it was time for me to get myself right. And I made a very clear decision at that time. Now, I have learned so much since then. I've learned that in order to lead people effectively, you first need to have a purpose. I lost my purpose. So I had to find a purpose again. I had to take 100% responsibility. And I had to start to understand myself. So that I could lead. And this is exactly what I did. Now it's been a process because I remember that clear moment that came out of the hardest time of my life, a time of complete uncertainty. I had no control. I had no idea what the future held, what the future had in store for me. But in that moment, I made a very clear decision. Now, I should add here that I also started asking for help. <laughs> it wasn't part of my programming. I, you know, it was hard to ask for help, especially because I had always done everything myself. But I started asking for help. Isn't it amazing what happens when you start to ask for help? You know, you've probably heard when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Well, you have to ask for help. So I started to ask for help. And I also, in that moment, I started to ask God, my creator, for help because I kind of lost faith in anything before that. And so I started asking and I started praying and I started doing this every day. And I made the decision, which means I cut off from all excuses and all procrastination, all victimhood. I really, I, I just made that decision that I was going to do whatever it took to get the help that I needed, to heal from my past, and to get to know me so that I could find the best teachers and mentors and make that commitment no matter what it looked like. I made a choice. And the beautiful thing is moment to moment, we have the power to choose. You have the power to choose. Just like in that moment, I had the power to choose. Now, this is exactly what I did. I spent years studying from the best 
in healing and health, nutrition, yoga, meditation, Ayurveda, and self-development. Now, these practices and studies really became the foundation in which I built my life upon. And there's still practices that I, you know, work with regularly. I understood myself. I understood my mind. And because I understood myself, I could relate to and understand others. And the truth is that although we come from, you know, different cultures and we come from different backgrounds and we have different languages and different skin coloring, we're all the same. And we're all the same. So once we understand ourselves, then we can better relate to others because we're all the same. So my mentor, Bob Proctor, he says that there's only one problem in the world, and that's ignorance. Now, the only problem in my life was ignorance. I was doing the best I could with what I had. And today, I have only love and compassion for the little girl version of me. She went through so much to survive. And because of her, I have learned how to lead others, and I've become the role model that I was looking for. Now, do you recognize a point in your life, and that might even be right now, where you could have even compassion for yourself, patience for yourself, and where you could see how great of a leader that you are and that there is that leader within you. And if you do, because I'm taking you down an emotional roller coaster a bit, maybe you want to put yes in the chat box or yes on the Facebook, because um, I want to keep you really engaged here with me. Okay, I see some yeses. Okay, so let's look at real leadership. Here are some of the comments. I decided um, a few days ago, I thought, I'm going to put a post on Facebook. And I'm going to ask people, what are some of the things, what are some of the attributes that they look for in a leader? I got a lot of responses. <laughs> there was a lot around Trump and Trudeau. <laughs> we will not go there. Okay. So some of the things that were shared with me, and there's some funny things. I just drew out a, a few to share with you. And, you know, you can put some of, what are some of the attributes that you look for in a leader? You could put that in the chat box. You know, whether you're on social media or here with me on the Zoom call. Um, here's some of the, the shares. I love it. Kindness. Leaders, leadership, um, leaders listen. They are present with you. They are tuned in. They really, really care. They aren't douchebags. <laughs> I thought that was good. Integrity. They lead. They're not cheerleaders. They're confident. They're they have empathy, kind, caring, with a dash of kick-ass. That came from a young client of mine, from physio, from years back. Thanks, Sam. I loved it. So, you know, what are the attributes? What do you look for in a real leader? I would want you to, you know, really consider that. You know, write it down. Put your comments up. What do you look for in a real leader? Now, I've learned so much about leadership. People are attracted to leaders and they follow a leader because they want to. And this is an organic process. They just want to. It's organic. So I always think of like Mahatma Gandhi. He didn't have to convince people to follow him. And remember when I asked you to think of 
how that person made you feel earlier? Like, how do you think Mahatma Gandhi made those people around him that he was serving feel? Like, that's real leadership. And look at, he took out the whole British army and he didn't even have a weapon. Like, that's inspiring to me. That's like real leadership. So leadership, I've learned, it's, a, it's an organic process that happens because of a bigger desire to help oneself and the people around them. Real leaders go within. They do the inner work. They take challenges and they create opportunities. Leaders inspire. Leaders, they know how to look inside of you and they know how to bring out the best in you. They know how to bring out the best in you that you didn't even know existed, even was there. So when we don't understand um, ourselves and our minds, we don't know how to lead. So understanding is the polar opposite of ignorance. We've got to get understanding and we've got to get study. Now, I believe it has to be rooted in some sort of a faith. Now, that doesn't mean you have to believe in God or you call whatever you want, but there has to be some sort of a faith-based um, practice there. And we need to get understanding. And we can only be developed one way, and that is through study and through doing the internal work. And we have a choice. Isn't that great? We all have a choice. We can choose to show up better, and we can choose to do better and do what is necessary. And again, there's no better time than during this time of uncertainty to do that inner work, to get the insights right. And I would ask you to honestly take a look at all areas of your life. Unfortunately, sometimes we focus on, the, on one area and we're not looking at all of the areas. So I'd encourage you to look at all areas of your life. And as mentioned, it's kind of like Mother Earth has sent us to our room and we have this opportunity to calm and quiet our minds, to connect more deeply with our family and our practices, to do what is necessary. So I want to encourage you to do that at this time. And I know many of you are. This is great because we don't have any other option. Right, we're stuck with ourselves and we're literally stuck with our family. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like homeschooling <laughs> and working. So we 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 have to, we have to take this time. We don't have any other option. Now, a real leader takes responsibility. Remember, there was a point in my story where I had to take responsibility. I wasn't a victim. I actually had opportunities now. And from the word responsibility is to respond. Now, when we respond, we are in charge of ourselves. Again, I'll use Mahatma Gandhi as an example. He led from his heart. He was calm and he was in control of himself. He didn't let what was going on outside of him control what was going on inside of him. And he had a bigger desire, again, to help the people around him. There was a responsive energy. The opposite is reactive energy. So anywhere in your life where you're reacting, whatever that is, you're not showing up as a leader. You want to respond. So 
everything that's happening outside, everything gives you an opportunity to go inside and do that necessary work. Now, the only way to get better results, whether that be your current relationship, or whether that be your emotional well-being or your health or your work situation, um, you can do this and you can start doing this now. Now, awareness and attitude is going to be the starting point of all great leaders. Awareness and attitude. Got to increase your awareness and it's the attitude. Now, leaders have a really good, positive mental attitude. So I think the qualities in a leader, the qualities that I asked you, what are the qualities that you look for in a leader? These are the qualities that you must develop in yourself right now. So there was someone on the Facebook that had put um, humor. Maybe part of your development is to experience more joy at this time and be more playful. So you want to develop these qualities in you first and foremost. Now there's a story I want to share with you. Um, Mark Devine, when I was studying with Tony, we had to do a little bit of Navy SEAL training. We we're in San Diego. I'll never forget Mark Devine. He's a Navy SEAL and he runs, it's called SEAL Fit now. I really love him. He's such a great guy. And he's standing up on stage. This is when Trump was elected. And we decided that we were not going to talk about politics. Because of course, there was a lot of interesting responses, people from all over the world. And Mark Devine stood up on stage. And I remember him saying, we are looking for leaders, but we don't have the kind of leaders that we want. And he was referring to like, kind of like Mahatma Gandhi's Mother Teresa's and stuff. And he, I just felt like he was looking right at me and he said, the leader you're looking for is you. So I wanna share that story with you because the leader that you're looking for is you. The world needs leaders now more than ever. Leaders who can lead themselves first and foremost. We cannot lead others until we can lead ourselves. So in history, during times of crisis and uncertainty, leaders stand out. Why? Because they did what no one wanted to do. And they made an impact on society through their courage, through their discipline, their persistence, their desire, and their commitment. They stepped into a place of uncertainty and they led. So presently, your family, your children, your business, your community, and beyond needs you to do this. And again, I believe that everyone is leading in some capacity, whether you're a good leader or not. Like I said, it's a different story. But you must develop yourself and start living from the inside out, not the outside in. We can blame whatever we want. We can blame the government. We can blame 5G. We can blame our husband. We can blame our kids. That's just another diversion from doing the necessary work at this time. The blame game does not work. We have an opportunity now, and I believe that each of us needs to step, step it up. There's no coincidence that you're here, and there's no coincidence 
that you're maybe watching through social media, there's something within you that's ready. I don't believe in coincidence. I work with laws. So if you understand the way law works, it's all perfect. So it's time for us to start living from the inside out and not allowing what's going on outside of us dictate how we think, how we feel, and how we act. The leader you're looking for is you. It's not outside of you. It is inside. I want to share a quote with you by Buckminster Fuller. It says, in order to create a new reality, you have to make the old model obsolete. And you have to create a new model. So I'll say that again. In order to create a new reality, you have to make the old model obsolete and you have to create a new model. Obviously, it's time to create a new model. It's time to start living a little bit differently or a lot differently. It's time to take a look at how you're running your business. What wasn't working? What do you need to start doing now? How can you be more innovative and change things? What wasn't working in your home life? What is a new model you have to create now moving forward? So I just want to inspire you and um, just let you um, just open it up that if you want to uh, connect with me and discuss, you know, leadership or um, getting that knowledge and study, um, I'm here for you and I'd be happy if you wanted to reach out and I could have a conversation with you. And I'm just so happy and grateful that I could share my story. And I, I hope that in some way that I inspired you to do what is necessary at this time. And I'm just so grateful for being here with you. Now, Shauna, I think that's my story. I'm going to end there. But I want to just thank all of you, whether you're here on the Balanced Wellbeing page with me and the event. Uh, the Zoom event or social media. I just want to thank you for holding this space for me to share my story. And I hope it's inspired you in some capacity to do your work. And if you already are, again, we can always do better. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming.